Welcome to our Negotiation Society podcast. Today, I'm your host, Durin, and I'm thrilled because we have a true changemaker and a visionary leader as a guest today, Robin Jorgensen. She is the founder and the CEO of Women Igniting Change, and as the name already reveals, it's a purpose-driven strategic consulting firm, and they are dedicated to unleashing potential of women around the world. Robin has spent over a decade working to support women in becoming global change makers, and her leadership has been an inspiration to many. And I'm really excited that she's today here with us because we will talk about leadership, negotiation, and authenticity. And I already know that we will have too little time to talk all these topics, but I'm really excited that we can start talking about it. So without further ado, welcome, Robin. Thank you so much, Doran. I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. So, uh, Robin, uh, let's start with, uh, of course, your journey has uh, taken much longer, but I'm very much uh, curious to know about how your journey started 12 years ago when you decided to uh, start Women Igniting Change. Yeah, so I need to take you back a little bit further to give you the answer to that. So I have a 20 plus year career in corporate America. I was an executive with Hearst Media um, newspaper division. And I, the higher I climbed the corporate ladder, the more of me I felt that I lost. And I literally could feel it. So I loved my team. I ran a large sales team of 64 sales reps in four markets. And But the higher I climbed that ladder, the more of me I felt that I lost. And I could literally feel it. And my friends and family could notice it. They literally would come to me and say, Robin, the spark that is you is not there anymore. Where did it go? Um, so someone said to me, why don't you hire an executive coach? I'm like, okay, sure, I'll hire a coach. So I did. And it was so transformative that at the end of a year, I looked at my coach and I said, okay, you do this for a living. How do you do that? So I started down that path of researching, becoming a coach when I was still inside corporate America. And it was just so transformative starting to go through those classes. It started to pull me into a bigger picture of what I knew I was meant to do. And we're going to dive into authenticity in a minute, but you really know when you are not supposed to be anywhere anymore and that it has served its purpose and it's time to go do something different. And that's what I felt 12 years ago. And I just knew it was time to go out and start my own thing. And that's when I started Women Igniting Change. So I like to say we go back in and serve the woman I used to be. I'm sure many people can relate to that. Um, how has the last 12 years while you were helping other women uh, become change makers? And we will deep dive in that a bit later. But what did you found about your own answer regarding your own journey? Why do you think you lost it along the way? Yeah, I think, well, there are several reasons. One, um, the environment that I was in anyway, it was very much a good old boys club. I was one of two women executives on the senior leadership team. And the, the expectations for women were just different than they were for men. Um, so I could literally feel that difference. And the, the higher I climbed that ladder, the more prevalent that was. 
Um, and the more disparity between the men and women on the leadership team, the greater that became. So leadership is a topic you are well known for and what you are, of course, striving with uh, women igniting change. And recently, when I was listening to a podcast, I heard that it was the most written topic about. So let's start with the fundamentals. So how would you define leadership? Yeah, that's a great question. And this kind of goes into authenticity, too. I think two of the most key attributes of any effective leader are transparency and vulnerability. And you cannot do either of those without tapping into your authentic self. So leadership is so much more than just having people follow you. Leadership is cultivating other leaders. Um, there you have already uh, answered also my next question, what I had in mind, is uh, what qualities do you think uh, effective leadership needs to have? So that is transparency and vulnerability. And I'm sure when you ask that question, those probably will not be the top two. There's many more, for sure. Many. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you need to be able to inspire and uplift and motivate those who are underneath you. So if you have those three and also your team needs to know that you have their back and you will go to bat for them, because when they feel like you're championing their success, they will follow you anywhere. So inspiring your team, motivating them to be the very best they can be and cultivating their strengths and helping them rise. Those are also really key attributes of effective leadership. In your answer, um, you've already touched upon authenticity, that that is required to be able to be uh, vulnerable and transparent. Um, and I'm sure it's a much used phrase, but what does it mean for you? Yeah, for me, it literally just means being you without a mask. You know, when I was in corporate America, it felt like when I walked into the office, I put this mask on every day. And I showed up as, here's how a regional sales director is supposed to think and act and talk and be. And then when I left the office, I took that mask off and I was Robin. So everyone knows, like the person behind the business card, show up as that person. Show up as the same person that you would cooking steaks on the grill in the backyard, cheering on your child's soccer game. That authentic you, bring that to the workplace and bring that to leading your team, human to human, without the mask. You can still be strong and persuasive and powerful and still be you. And we all know what that feels like. And we all know when we're not being that authentic, true self to ourselves. To be honest, when I was in corporate America, I was mostly my authentic self, but again, I wore that mask because I didn't feel safe. I didn't have that psychological safety in my workplace to truly show up as myself. Um, so this may be an unpopular answer, but if you're in an environment where you don't have that psychological safety and you've tried to speak with your leadership, your colleagues about cultivating and creating that, and it's not anything that they're interested in doing, it may not be the best place for you to stay because it is going to eat away at you, which is what happened to me. Um, now, if you have an environment where the leadership is open to cultivating that, not only for you, but for everyone in the organization, then you have something to work with, right? If they can do the research on what does psychological safety look like in the workplace, 
Do people feel open to contributing in meetings without being demeaned and put down? If they do something wrong, are they punished for that? Or is it seen as that was an experiment, it didn't work, let's try it from another angle? Um, so I think all of that plays into it. Uh, Robin, you are helping companies in their journey in developing more women in leadership roles. So I'm sure you have come across some misconceptions around authenticity. Could you share uh, and enlighten us on that topic? Yeah. So one, especially for women leaders, one of the greatest misconceptions is that being authentic and not showing up as what is considered the norm in leadership is seen as not as effective. So if you are showing up with compassion, grace, um, really a great listener, those can be perceived because they're soft skills. So when you're showing with those soft skills and not the hard skills of data and ROI and metrics and driving performance, they can typically be perceived or there's a misconception they are less than and they are even probably more important to get those hard skills out of people. You've got to approach them, again, human to human, and human to human are those soft skills. So the perception that those soft skills are weak or not as effective as a leader, that's a huge misconception, especially for women. And I can imagine their diversity also comes to play, because if you're the first in a management team or in a leadership team as a woman uh, in this example, then it's going to be a bit more difficult because you need to set the change. Yeah, and that, that's a hard thing to do. That is something where you have to be so strong in your own sense of self and your own confidence and self-worth to show up in that way when you are the only seat at the table. So that's a, it's a really challenging place to be because you're not only the first or maybe the only seat at the table, but you also need to change the narrative of everyone else in that room. And that takes time. That's not a one and done situation. So continuing to show up in that way and showing the value of those authentic skills as a leader, that takes time to cultivate and have everyone see the change and to change that narrative. So it takes you having the tenacity and the resiliency to continually show up like that time after time after time in order to change that. Not an easy thing to do. Well, that creates definitely uh, a lot of food for thought, I think, for many of us. Um, so how, uh, and of course, you know that my favorite topic is negotiation. So I would love to know uh, what your perspective is on negotiation uh, when it comes to leadership, but also to authenticity. So, yeah. So the first thing, again, I know we've been talking about going back and tying into yourself. You have to be able to listen to and honor your authentic self in order to be an effective negotiator, because we negotiate with ourselves all the time. Should I work out this morning or should I not? Should I contribute in that meeting this afternoon? Or yeah, I don't know if I really should. Should I go for that new position? Uh, I don't know if I have the skills. We negotiate with ourselves all day long, right? And we know when we've made a decision that is not in alignment with who we are, because if you negotiate with yourself around contributing in the meeting this afternoon and you get there and you're like, mm, I don't think I can do it because it's my idea is just going to be shot down anyway. 
right after that meeting, you are beating yourself up because you knew you had a valid point to make in that meeting and you negotiated away your own self-worth in the process. So the first step is to really listen to and honor our own authentic selves all the time, personally and professionally, because when you do that, you cultivate that confidence in yourself to show up and be an effective negotiator. So that's the first thing. The second thing is when you're negotiating in any type of situation is to set an intention and want the best for everyone involved. Don't go in it with what's in it for me. So set an intention that whatever happens, it's going to be for the highest good. And you truly want for everyone involved because it really sets the tone for how you show up in that process. And then the third thing I would say is finding alignment versus agreement. So we can typically find the 1% truth in anything anyone says, even if you don't agree with everything they're saying, find a little bit of alignment there because that's authentic to you. Find that 1% truth that you do align with and use that as a way in. So those would be the top three, I would say, to really negotiate authentically and still be true to your own self. You have started to answer that question in a way that was really uh, new for me. Uh, so thank you for that. Because uh, when it comes to authenticity, you know, that self-talk we do and that negotiation we do with ourselves, that is, of course, happening a lot. So thank you for pointing that out uh, to make us all a bit more aware of that. I do. Uh, and of course, um, depending on the industry you work, depending on the challenges you have, we come across with a lot of different people when we need to negotiate. Unfortunately, it's not you can't choose with whom you negotiate often. So how would you recommend in balancing that with when it comes to authenticity? Because a lot of people um, I work with, they struggle uh, with negotiation because they feel that they might uh, that they may be uh, compromising their authenticity because they need to maybe adopt a different strategy or um, they need to deal with someone that is fundamentally thinking and looking at it in a very different way. So how would you uh, help those people navigate that challenge? Yeah, so a couple of things. One, you know, to your point, you can't always choose who you're going to be negotiating with. And that's whether that's one-on-one -on -one or whether it's a group of individuals. You can't always choose that. One of the things that I always try to remember is that you are dealing with the person behind the business card. So whether that's the CEO, whoever the title is, you're dealing with the person behind that title and to see them as a person and not just the title because it, it takes away a little bit of the, the fear if you see them as, again, human to human versus title to title. So that's one. And then two, again, back to that 1% truth. You may not agree with what they're saying, but find and intentionally and consciously look for um, that 1% truth that you can align with and use that as a way to start connecting with that person from that level and watch where that goes. Because you're not going to change their personality. You wouldn't want them to change your personality, right? So you show up as authentically as you can. And then those two things, I think, open up a space to allow you in with anyone that you're negotiating with. Wonderful. I'm enjoying it a lot. Thank you, Robin. Um, that may be edited or not. I don't know. But uh, we're also almost coming to the end. 
So I, uh, I'm tempted with a few newer questions. Do you believe that authenticity changes over time or how do you see the development? Or maybe if I would rephrase it and I'm thinking aloud, uh, you've all helping, of course, others achieve that in the 12 years. Can you maybe share how that influenced you in your leadership? Yeah, I don't think that it changes over time. I think that it deepens over time. Because I think with all of the skills that you acquire, the knowledge, the intellect that you acquire over time, I think that just grounds you deeper and stronger into your authentic self. Because I think as we become older, especially as women, we start to remember who we were before the world told us who we should be. And that's our authentic self. So I think you grow into it and it becomes deeper, but it doesn't change. I have many more questions, but I all, I am also aware of the time we have available. So uh, I would like to uh, ask you my last question for now. Uh, looking to the future, uh, what advice would you give to the next generation leaders, men, women, who really want to drive change in their immediate environment? Mm. Well, that's a big question. Yeah, change within their organization or social change in the world or change in their leadership. Does that make a, uh, a difference for you? I believe then it does. Uh, a little bit. Um, okay. You know, I would say, again, back to that questioning things. So the, the model that is out there that they see of leadership, don't just take that at face value and feel that you need to mold yourself into that. Question it. See what works and see what is in alignment and true for you. Those are great. Lean into those skills. If there are pieces of a leadership model that you feel do not align with who you are, you can feel that to your core. Um, don't take those on just because you think you should. So question the models of leadership that you see and adapt the ones that you feel are still authentic to you and know that that's going to be enough. So that would be one. And then two, never stop learning. Like I am a sponge, whether I'm going for a walk or I'm in my car, I'm in a learning library all the time. So always want to better yourself in any given topic that you're passionate around in order to help you become a more effective leader. Thank you, Robin. I enjoyed every second talking to you. It was very inspirational and you gave us much guidance out on how to be us, how to be more effective as a self-leader, leading team. So it was so uh, valuable and insightful for me. So I also equally hope for our audience. Thank you very much for sharing. My pleasure. Your... Thank you so much for having me, Duran. Thank you.